the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello and welcome back to The Bar. It's Miss Mel joined by the lovely Miss Jane. We're feeling a little bit jovial, aren't we, Jane? Because we've just been chatting for about 42 minutes, actually, before we finally decided to hit record. So we've had a good old catch-up, which has been lovely. Yes, yes, it does. I mean, podcasting does take a long time, doesn't it, when you've got a half an hour podcast and an hour chat, but that's okay. Um, I feel much uh, more mentally stable after chatting to you, which is always good. <laughs> always good. Yes, I mean, we, we do chat on... Um, messenger and texting and whatnot but it's not the same as a face-to-face catch-up and and I love the fact that we can have this kind of friendship long distance Jane because we don't live very close to each other and it's um I feel very grateful that we we can have the kind of friendship that we do so thanks Jane absolutely what a lovely way to start start, isn't it I'm very grateful too. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, um, we are going to be chatting today about dealing with or facing fear. Um, mm. And this topic came up for both of us after our last discussion because we were probably both facing some fear. <laughs> and with all of it might be a good opportunity to unpack the topic together. Um, because I think we've come off the back of talking about pivoting in business and, and making decisions and changes and, and, and with that comes the, the fear of change. I think mm. that has been really well studied by psychologists that change is actually something um, us humans are not very good at dealing with. We like the routine and, and knowing what's happening next and Facing fear is often about facing some kind of change that's um, coming up in our lives. Mm. What are your thoughts, Jane? What do you, when when um, you think about facing fear? What's what what springs? Well, to I know. Yeah, I mean, just taking us back two episodes into the first part of pivot, I did share how, <laughs> that one of my strategies for facing fear was kind of going, well, let's think about the worst case scenario that can happen here, and I was talking when I was a young child about going in, you know, the night before the ballet exam and being being scared, you know, which is mm-hmm. the emotion of fear, and just saying to myself, well, look, it's not going to kill you. Um, uh, but, you know, that's all well and good. And, look, it is a coping strategy for me. I do, it is kind of keeping things in perspective. Um, and I do think about that a lot, actually, right? Well, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. So... That's a question that I ask myself a lot. And I also like to remind myself that this fear that I'm feeling, I'm not alone in this. Mm. Like everybody, if, you know, go for a walk and or go to the supermarket, go anywhere where there are other humans and just kind of 
look at them and acknowledge that they have their own fears, that, you know, there is that beautiful saying about, like, be kind to everyone because we're all fighting our own battle. Yes. Also, you know, be kind, yes, kindness, number one, absolutely. Yeah. But also be encouraged by the fact that we're all fighting our own battle. Yeah. So we don't all have the same fears, but we're all navigating something. Um, I think the fear of being judged is is probably my biggest one um, in that, and that, that resonates through everything. That resonated in the ballet exam. Would, mm. like, Mm-hmm. You know, you're being judged. You judge so much so that you're going to get a score on it. Um, how my business is performing. Well, I'm being judged on that both financially and out in the real world. Um, I the, the fear I'd referenced before when you and I were chatting was I'd just launched Dance Step International and I was scared, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, this might not work. And that was a really small part of my brain saying that, but everything else was telling me that it was going to because it's a well-researched program. It's got 10 years of backing here in my studio. It's now got two years of backing in Australia. Uh, People are asking for it all of the time. Why wasn't it going to work? Yes. A little part of my voice was saying, oh, shit, this is scary. Because you're putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, it is. And what you've described there is that logically, so your the logical part of your brain is saying, well, I've got evidence here to show me that this is going to work. Um, there mm. might be some little, you know, um, things yeah. along the way, but that's okay. So there's all that kind of logic. And then there's that really primal emotional response that we have um, which is the other the other part of the brain going, oh, yeah. but what if, what if, what if? And, what if? Mm. Yeah. I think and that, too, that just going back to that point that you were saying about, you know, going, getting out, going for a walk and observing other people and, and seeing that you're not alone, the next step of that for me too is actually reaching out to people and being vulnerable mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I'm struggling, I'm actually not coping because... And I think that's been a maturity thing for me, you know, uh, looking mm-hmm. back at my early um, years in, in the workforce and then as a studio owner, I was very, um, very closed, you know. I was very protective and not yeah. show my vulnerability or seek help from other people. And one of the, the greatest gifts I've ever given myself is is opening up to people like you and and to other friends and and colleagues where I've said you know what I'm really struggling I really mm. being open and receptive and not defensive mm. um but sometimes when we open up that we can go well I tried that or I, I did do that or mm. you know so sort of being vulnerable and going being receptive and open to that feedback and and helping you work through it. I think that's a big thing for me. I think that's, yeah, and that kind of um, eases into the work of Brene Brown on vulnerability and and shame and fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And we won't go too much into that because we don't have five hours. But (laughs) certainly, yeah, kind of just, but even there is fear in being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? So... Yes, by opening up, we're allowing ourselves some support. But like you said, you you had that fear of doing so to begin with until you worked out that actually it was for the better. 
Um, You've got to trust people too. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, saying go and tell your problems to everybody on Facebook. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, well, (laughs) 99 of us out of 100 do. But um, when I shared with Brian that I was a little bit, you know, I was doing a lot of work for this Dart Step launch and then I I just came out of the blue one night. I was standing kind of, you know, taking our watches and rings off, like when you get home from work doing that. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I'm just a bit scared, you know, like I've got I've got a bit of fear around this. And it was so funny. I think I already told you, but he was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like so male. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like that's, that's a gender stereotype. We don't need that this time. But it really, his face was just like, uh, and And so I was like, well, you know, it might not work. And then he went into the logical part of my brain and was like, yeah. said everything I knew and was like, well, there's no reason for it not to and kind of listed these things. But I still stood there, Mel, and I was like, mm, yeah, we'll see. You know, like I wasn't to be convinced. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I'm strong enough in that, and I did this as my Facebook post after I launched, that I felt the fear and I did it anyway. So yeah. I think even if your voice is is being a little bit illogical and going oh but 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 you've got a choice then like that's the way you've you've just mentioned it that's the way our brain is wired so you either make a choice to listen to it and go yeah yeah you know you're right one percent of my brain is telling me this is going to be crap I will I will not do anything yeah or. Sorry, there's a wonderful saying that courage is feeling, being really, really scared and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's such Um, a definition, isn't it? Because I've often had people say to me, you know, things like, well, um, back when we purchased the factory, you know, that was a mm, big, big thing. Like it was such a, uh, you know, financial risk and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I've had people say to me over the years, like, oh, you're so brave. I could never do that. And I'm thinking, I didn't feel brave at all. I felt sick, you know. I thought, yeah. what am I doing? Is this the right thing? But I guess I had the courage to do it anyway. That's, that's right. You felt the fear and, and you did it anyway. And I, I've always been a person that's kind of gone, oh, I don't want to live with the regret of not knowing. I, As much as I don't really love failure, like I'm going to be really honest, you know, I talk about failure a lot and I talk about it, how important it is, but really, really truthfully, I would prefer not to be an uncomfortable failure at times, right, because it's uncomfortable. It's icky. But you just have to accept that that's kind of might might happen but it probably won't but I I don't want to not know I don't want to not know I don't want to get to the end of my life and go I wonder if I yeah I wonder if I could have done you know I want to get to the end and go well I know I couldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't good at that that is so that's often my point of like the the internal dialogue I have is yeah, what if I don't do this? And the biggest mm-hmm. one for me was when we were deciding whether or not to have a third child and we did. <laughs> and, yes, there were times where I was thinking, what have we done? Um, yep. No, no, I don't mean that. But no. it was, yeah, there was just that point of discussion because we had these two perfectly healthy children yes. in front of us and 
I just said to We're Rob, tempting fate. I, I just will regret not having another child. I just yeah. know in my very, very core that I won't regret having another child, but I will regret not having another child. <laughs> that made that sentence. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm just sitting here completely off topic now, like I'm picturing Ruby and I'm picturing Liam mm, and yeah. you can picture my face, right? Yeah, I know, and right? That is the thing. If we are only operating out of fear, right, and there is no Ruby and there is no Liam, then just think for a minute, Mel, about how much we have denied ourselves joy and wonder and all that they bring to the world. Yeah. We wouldn't have experienced that. Yeah. Now, that is at the deepest level. There is nothing. You and I are silks, like we are the queen of sookie. Yeah. So, you know, but I know that a lot of dance studio owners are mums, so they're like, yes, my kid's the best too. Mm -hmm. So let's all just have that moment together. But then let's translate it into our work sense, into our personal life, just maybe not quite keep having children, but yeah. go, when, when we do walk through that fear, then we get to experience a joy that we wouldn't have otherwise had. And, you know, I talk about joy all the time, but the thing with joy is you can't actually have it some without suffering. Like we don't have a world without suffering and it's, it's there to make the joyous times more so. And these times of fear are there to test us, to push us, to really see if we can rise. And then when we do, that is, it, victory tastes sweeter, doesn't it? Oh, just absolutely, 100%, 100%. Because, I mean, if you're just going, floating through life, not experiencing failure or, you know, those bumps in the road, then, then the other stuff is not as sweet, is it? Because you've got no perspective over this is actually just so joyfully beautiful right now um, when mm. you've had those lows you've actually got something to compare it to haven't you yeah and I think also just going well this is okay like it's okay to feel fear I reckon yeah. that's pretty important and maybe is it fear or is it just a bit of self-doubt you know because mm. it's also okay to doubt yourself sometimes that's okay mm. um, when you feel um, here, here's the thing I used to feel fear and be because <laughs> I'm a bit woo-woo as you know and I'm apparently getting <laughs> More so. <laughs> or woo-woo, I know, right? Yes, apparently. We'll have to do a podcast on Miss Jane's journey through woo-woo as she closes closer to 40 because it is quite a story, but it's for it's another day. Chakras, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for another day. Yes. Um, now I've forgotten what I was saying. Oh, yeah, I used to see fear as like a, a, a stop sign, like a sign from the universe, right? Oh, I'm feeling scared, so this might not be right for me. You know, is this a sign from the universe that this isn't going to plan? Oh, I'm scared about this. But now I, I see it almost as a green light. I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to challenge me? Yeah. Okay. You want to roadblock me? All right. Um, yeah, watch me. Yeah. So I still listen to my gut. I'm very much driven by my gut more than anything. Yeah. But I'm not just roadblocking myself just because I've, I'm a little bit scared about something now. Yeah. Um, but I think the fear when it involves other people as well, I do roadblock myself there. And I did just have a chat with you before about, you know, sometimes when you do have to make decisions, particularly involving employees, 
when you've you've made you've seen that you know things aren't quite right a lot of the time we have fear around having those conversations because we we know a they're going to be difficult and b there is going to be some kind of emotional fallout from that generally um, even handled really really well if you're an empath the fear is that you're like oh I have to clear that afternoon because I'm going to be drained from yeah. taking on all of that energy, right? Um, so there is, like, there are times that fear does stop me, not forever, but, like, yeah. does pause me, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with that because I'm too busy, right? I'm not too busy. I'm scared shitless because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I think I think that's experience too, isn't it, that, the fear for me now is longer term. If I don't deal with this now, if I don't nip it in the bud, then I know what the ramifications are going to be longer term. Like the fear for me now is like, I can't do this. I don't have the energy to keep going and, you know, in a way disrespect my own um, yes. values and my emotions and I think that comes with maturity as well, doesn't it? Like I, I look yeah. back and I think, oh, there were so many things I put off or wouldn't address for fear of hurting somebody else or yes. you know, wanting to rock the boat, whereas mm. now I feel more able and more confident knowing it's not going to be fun. I know it's not going to be an enjoyable thing to do, um, but I know on the other end of it it's going to be better in the long run. Um, mm. They're hard lessons learned, aren't they? Yeah, and I like actually, I'm just like, I love the tact that you just took there. It's not something I'd kind of given a lot of thought to, but about how, you know, it goes through experience and you've just got to be kind of confident in yourself. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess like the more work you're doing on yourself, the more, the, the better equipped you're going to be to deal with this. You yeah. know, like so, um, and that, like the work that we can do on ourselves, I know, for example, that when I have done a, a, a lot of self-work and for me that, that looks like um, meditation, it looks like making sure that I'm eating well, it makes sure I'm honouring my bedtime and not playing on my phone, um, it makes sure I'm, I'm not working too much, that I feel more resilient, right? I'm a better human when I am looking after myself like that. Like I, I feel, I actually feel like I'm like one of those like iron woman, super transformer people when I'm really well. <laughs> I do. Is that for you? Yeah. No, yeah. I yeah. Like I just feel like nothing will stop me, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the zone. Yeah. And yeah. Then, in those moments, I'm definitely more, much more brave. Because my resilience is up. Because yeah. I, I'm like, well, you know what? Knock me. Go on. I've got my special armour on. Yeah. Um, whereas when I've not been doing the work, uh, my resilience is down, I, my self-doubt is up, my confidence is down, I'm vulnerable. Mm. I don't feel like I, I've got any armour on. I'm, I feel like I'm walking around naked effectively, you know, like, and that yeah. anything that comes in my way is going to knock me. Um, I just feel, yeah, and so it's like, well, maybe if you're constantly not feeling brave, then go right back and do some work about what's going to make you feel resilient rather than dealing with how do I deal with fear, 
well, how do I get myself prepared? Yes. Right? Yes. And how do I prepare myself? So, um, like the, the investment in yourself is the most important thing you can do, isn't it, really? Oh, look, if I I've only had yeah, one piece of advice for anybody, you know, if they said, Jane, you cannot talk anymore, no more podcasts for you, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, no more blogs, no more content writing, nothing, then I would say the work you do on yourself is going to impact every part of your life, your relationship with your family, your colleagues, your students, um, the world, the environment, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, I love it, by the way. I do say blah, 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 blah a lot because I transcribe these or I get them transcribed, these <laughs> episodes, so that I can pick out quotes to put on our social media and apparently, yeah, JG, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of blah blahs and you knows and you knows and don't I come out as uh, smell instead of <laughs> Miss Miss Smell from Miss Melbourne? Smell. Yeah, me. But yeah, absolutely. Do the work. Do the work on yourselves. Um, oh, it's interesting, actually, Jamie. I was at a conference recently, and there was a psychologist that was speaking about resilience and she was describing mm. this um sort of if you can imagine a bell curve and yep. um you know up one end you've got at the top end is when you're really firing on all cylinders you're facing every fear you're you know just kicking goals and then down at the bottom end bottom end is is that crash you know that crash and burn that we probably all experience mm. where we're just like i can't get out of bed today um yeah. Which, and, you know, and, and at that end too is that serious end of depression and anxiety. Mm, um, for sure. Needs, needs attention beyond any kind of stuff that you might be able to do on your own. Um, but what she was describing was that the most successful people kind of live up in that top end of the bell curve where you can kind of bounce between um, being resilient and then coming back and doing some work, giving yourself some nurturing and then able to bounce back but not doing this massive ping-pong, you know, mm. and right up to the top end and going fire, 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 you know, and you're firing yeah, off yeah. stuff and, you know, you're like living on the edge kind of thing and then bang, crash. And I thought, yeah, that's a good way to describe it because, you know, I, as I've gotten older, I'm more able to recognise those times where I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, yeah. not good. red flag. It's, kind of, it's red flag. I need to give myself the night off. I need mm. to just, you know, to have some couch time or go and play um, Monopoly with Ruby or so, you know, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm sort of more. Yeah, yeah for sure. When am I sliding down that other end of the curve? I thought it was a really good, good way of describing it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, I mean, I think that kind of work, it's not just, you know, self-care is all very now, isn't it? You know, make sure self-care is not selfish. But I think there's still a bit of a, a misunderstanding around self-care in that it's, no, it's not a misunderstanding. It's we've been marketed to. So self-care is bubble baths and we're being sold that idea from, you know, the the bubble bath people and self-care is painting your nails and we've been sold that by Revlon. Um, but self-care is actually about having self-awareness mm. and saying, like you just did, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit tippy here and I could go one of two ways. 
and I need to honour myself now. And, yeah, that might look like a bubble bath. I'm a fan of baths, so I can't be dissing that. Um, so it might look like that, but that's, that's not the crux of it. The crux of it is, like, having the awareness to go, yeah. this is what yeah. I need. It's not even... Yeah, 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 yeah. What might work for you, Jane, is not going to work for me. You know what I mean? Like it's all that for kind sure. of hacking and knowing what what you need. Um, and the other thing is too, and I, I've touched on this before about reaching out to people and, you know, that for me, knowing that I am experiencing either similar feelings or, you know, mm. I've had something happened to me and then if you reach out to people you'll all of a sudden find that oh yeah that happened to me or that was like this yeah what I did and you know that for me has been really changing as well because I think mm. I think part of this conversation we need to acknowledge that there might be some people that are really really struggling with depression and anxiety and you can't do it by yourself like it's oh all go and have a, a bubble bath and ah, nails and no. that's not going to actually help you move through. You know, you might need genuine psychological support from your a psychologist or a psychiatrist. For sure. There's nothing wrong with seeking out that kind of support if that's what you need to then be able to get back up and, and get well again. So I think... Oh, yeah, and look, we that. used to live in villages, yeah. No, yeah. Nobody's ever done this by ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. you look at, you know, um, I, I have different people that are helping me run Jane Incorporated. It's as simple <laughs> as that. Um, and that's my head, my heart, my body, you know, um, all, all of those bits of the engine that make this work mm. are going to need just like you, you take your car in to get serviced. And I think we are making progress in that area in that people are, are feeling less like a failure, for want of a better word, to, to go and seek out help professional or or with a friend. Yeah. And there is so much power in a shared shared. Um, story and shared problems and I think yeah. you're right and on that though you know how you're saying oh it helps to go and talk to people on that I was just thinking about um, when people come and talk to me <laughs> uh, and the advice that I give them I'm, I don't actually love to give advice but I like to share my experiences that's kind of how I do it yeah but often yeah. it will come out as advice um, I often think wow Jane you could do with talking to yourself a little bit more like that. Yeah. So check your self-talk. Like, yeah, go and talk to others. But imagine talking to yourself <laughs> and, you know, how, how's that going? Because I think that helps us overcome fear as well. Um, you know, maybe we should just be a little bit kind with ourselves like we would a friend. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that's so hard to do and it starts so young. Oh, so it? hard. You know, yeah. Like in the mirror going, oh, I don't like this about myself and, you know, mm. it takes years and years to kind of get yourself to a point where you can do that, you know, kind self-talk. And I think that's, I mean, that's a powerful role we have as teachers as well, isn't it, in our studio environment. For sure. If we can impart yeah. just anything, um, then that would be... <laughs> Yeah, incredible. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, it's also, 
and I think we touched on this last time in the when we were talking about the idea of pivoting when the position that we hold in our communities is quite you know we we have quite strong profiles locally I'm not I'm not espousing that I'm famous or anything, but <laughs> you're pretty famous in my house. <laughs> I am at the Rosebud Plaza, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Down at the local Kmart, I'm like a rock star I'm girl. Rock star status, I know, right? <laughs> Funny, oh my goodness! But it's true, like I got invited the other night to a friend's place. She said, "Oh, look, I'm just having a." Um, I've got some bubbles and I've got a cheese platter going. If you're nearby, just pop in. And I thought, oh, yeah, pop in. It just so happened that I could for once. And, mm. I in and there was like 10 people there that all had some kind of association with my studio. And I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I just got an headache. Yeah, I know, because it's, it's hard. Like it's hard to go and sometimes go and relax and just be and then be able to talk freely or... Oh, yeah. Well, you've got a personal brand, yeah. It's tricky. It's really tricky and that's why I think it's important to kind of acknowledge that, that, mm. yeah, you've got to kind of find spaces and people that you can do that in a way that, yeah, you're not sort of feeling like you're opening yourself up for other judgment or... Yeah, oh, judgy judgment. Us humans, we're so judgy. Judgy, judgy. It's so <sighs> being so popular as well, Jane. I mean, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost snorted. Um, I just have, just bringing it back for a minute, away from Queen Mel, but um, I just had this little thing That's that I found some... Yeah. Yeah, just back to Jane Inc. No more Queen Mel. Yeah. Um, I think I found it on Pinterest because maybe my phone was listening to me mutter about fear recently. But um, it's an acrostic poem or a few. Uh huh. Oh. Yes, we this are in. A good note to finish on, will it? I, oh, I thought so. That's kind yeah. of where I was heading. Yes. So um, back to Year Three English class. So um, anyway, fear, finding excuses and reasons. Hmm. Here's another one. I've got five. Fighting ego against reality. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hands yep. up for that one. Yep. Yep. 100%. Um, this one we've kind of already tapped on. False evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm So that's that, you know, well, dance step's going to fail. No, Jane, it probably isn't. Mm -hmm. Now we're turning a corner here, Mel. You're with me. We're turning yep. a corner. Yep, yep. Feeling excited and ready. Ah. Feeling excited and ready. Now I'm 10 days out from my annual performance and I'm going to be using that in the wings. Yes. You know, yes. is your tummy a little bit fluttery? Yeah, I'm scared. No, that's your fear telling you that you're feeling excited and ready. And then this one, and we can take a ballet turn on this one, face everything and rise. Ah, uh, love it. Love you. it. How good's that? Face love everything and rise. They're going to make beautiful yeah. little, um, you know, little things for Facebook, Jane. I love them. Aren't they? they? Yeah, get them. Get on that transcribing machine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you can shove it up your blah, blah, blah. 
Oh, it's that time now. It just come out as laughs when you transcribe. No, it. No. no, it doesn't. It doesn't have anything for the laughs, which oh, is terrible. Actually, can I just share what I used to transcribe because I think this could be a key takeaway. <laughs> share away. Share away, and then we'll finish. Um, so I used to use Rev, which is R E V dot com, yeah, um, and yeah, and it's a good one, but it is a paid service. Um, but now I use Otter, and it is free, and it is very good. Yeah, get on it, Otter. So I use it. It's got um, I have it on my phone as well. So when I'm writing a keynote, um, I'm. I will often talk into my phone and then it will transcribe and then I'll use that as the basis oh. of and then I'll go back and edit it. But that's what I use to transcribe most things. So um, like and it is, uh, well, no, you put it into your computer and then you can just put like your files into it or you can talk straight into it on your phone. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and it's very good. It does have some funny little things. Like, so I have, uh, when we did bring up the transcription and it said, hello, Miss Smell, and I showed my kids, they just about wet their pants. They thought that was the best thing ever. Um, so yes, there are times where I'm reading it and I'm killing myself laughing, going, what were we saying at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that might be helpful for people, just yeah, as an aside. Good. And so how do you spell that, is it? Um, Otter, O-T-T-E-R. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. I was wondering if it was an A or an E R in the end. Okay, awesome. Uh, look, if you just wrote auto transcription into your Google, it would you, find it. You would have joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Don't to be too fussy. Beautiful. No. Well, as all right. Saying, it has been a lovely conversation. The sun is shining here, and I'm going to go off for a walk and have a look at all the other humans in the world and think I'm not. And all their fears. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perfect day. Amazing. Thanks, Miss Mel. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to At The Bar with Jane and Mel. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We would love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover, or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 